Hi, welcome to 10-Minute Treadmill Stories. I'm Stacy. I'm Jonah. This is where we tell you 10-minute stories. You can be on the treadmill. You can be doing whatever you want, but they're about 10 minutes. Clock's already running. New episodes <laughs> every week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. Today I have the story of Charles Jackson French. He was an African-American war hero who saved a literal boatload of men by towing a raft through shark-infested waters for six to eight hours. I love literal exaggeration. <laughs> right? A boatload. Yeah, but how, no, no, no. Like, how much can that boat fit? That's the amount of people. Exactly. Yes. So, it's like, if um, you, you save a ton of elephants. <laughs> that's one. Like, yeah, so, like, almost one? <laughs> What happened to the rest? <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It was worth it. Um, so Charles was an orphan. He was born in Foreman, Arkansas in September of 1919. And he learned to swim in a nearby river called the Red River when he was eight years old. I don't know a lot about his childhood other than that. But I do know that he joined the Navy in 1937. He served his time. He completed his four years. So then he moved to Nebraska where he he had a sister. His sister lived there. But then in 1941, there was an attack on Pearl Harbor. And Charles heard about it, of course, like everybody did. And he decided to re-enlist in the Navy. And he's assigned to the USS Gregory. He gets on the ship and the ship was bombed. It killed some of the men on board. Um, and it wounded almost everybody else who was on board. But a man by the name of Robert N. Adrian was the only one who was on the bridge to survive. So this visual, like the thought of this just creeps me out so much. But he was the only one on the bridge to survive. And he managed to get off the ship. And he was floating in the water as the ship sank below him. Nope. 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 So Robert Adrian is like floating in the water. The ship has sunk away below him and he hears voices. So he makes his way toward them and he finds a life raft filled with 24 wounded men. Adrian later told a newspaper, spoiler alert, he survived. Uh, He later told a newspaper, quote, I knew that if we floated ashore, we'd be taken as prisoners of war. And then he said, French, Charles, Charles French, um, volunteered to swim the raft away from shore. He stripped off his clothes and asked for help to tie a rope around his waist and tow everyone to safety. So this guy is like, that is not going to work. There are sharks in the water. And French said he wasn't afraid. He was a good swimmer. And he swam all night towing this raft of wounded men six to eight hours through the sharks until they were eventually saved by a landing craft. So to avoid capture he was just he was just towing them away from like where everything went down yes hoping that they'd be found uh by their friends versus uh the other guys yeah That's scary i mean it's war and there's a ton of propaganda and you know in other interviews he talks about how they were told they'll kill you on sight they just as soon shoot you as look at you all of this stuff so they knew that if they went to land to the shore that was nearest they would be captured and then probably killed immediately what a young man's thought i mean i'm very glad it worked but just tie rope around my waist i'll swim you guys to safety yeah which way i'll just start swimming he was 23 (laughs) that tracks that tracks 
Yeah. So after the story ran in the newspapers, um, this guy, Adrian, who survived from the bridge, went on a national radio show and he told the story again and was talking about Charles French's bravery and how he saved the whole boatload of wounded. Um, Say it. Crewmen. Sailors. Seamen. It's seamen. <laughs> Jonah, you know me so well. <laughs> um, wow, this is really jumping around. Sorry, everybody. Okay, let me find my place. Let me find my place. Okay, I found it. So they were all eventually saved by a landing craft. So he told the newspaper the story. He went on a radio show. And then there was this company called Gum Inc. And they made these wartime trading cards, like baseball cards, but for war heroes. Huh. Yeah, so they featured Charles French on one of the cards. It's card 129, if you're interested. And everyone was learning about Charles Jackson French's bravery. They called him the human tugboat. (laughs) When he showed up to visit his sister, like the whole town turned out and was celebrating him. There were bond rallies at that time, and he would go to them, and people would like cheer him on and celebrate him as a war hero. It's like a real-life Captain America. Yeah, exactly. And so people are like, oh, he's going to get a high decoration, you know, for his bravery in the war and all that stuff. But disgustingly, as we have seen over and over again in the case of many other African-American war heroes and people in general, he received a lesser award than they thought he was going to get. He got a letter of commendation from... Admiral William F. Halsey, the commander of the Southern Pacific Fleet at the time. He didn't even get a presidential letter? Nope. I can read it to you if you like, but it's lame. One of the things that I want to say about it is that they're like, oh, your meritorious conduct, blah, blah, blah. And then um, he said a group of about 15 men were adrift on a raft uh, and this guy towed them for two hours. Not the six to eight that were documented by the people. Exactly. Or the 24 men. And he really like downplayed his accomplishment. And he it was it was just ridiculous. So I feel like it was, like you said, an intentional reduction in numbers just to justify giving him a lesser award. But the men that he saved were super upset about it. And they felt that he deserved a higher tribute, like the Congressional Medal or at least the Silver Star. But when the Gregory was bombed, the commander of the ship was mortally wounded. And as he was dying with like one of his last breaths, he told the guys attending him to leave him and go to someone else who was calling for help. And the commander died and then went down with the ship. So everyone was saying like the naval people were saying that they couldn't possibly give Charles French an award that was higher than the posthumous award they were going to give the commander. Because... Because they're gross. Stuff's dumb? Oh, okay. Yeah. Stuff's dumb <laughs> is the official reason. <laughs> I, this There's no delicate way to put this without, so I'll also say, I, I mean, no disrespect to a, a commanding ship captain who went down with his ship, but... Can't they give out two? Hmm. I mean, why can't they give out two? Why can't you tie? There's not just one Congressional Medal of Honor per ship. That's not a thing. Right. Sorry, we already gave out one. Oh. You towed how many people through Shark? No, sorry. I heard it was 15, not 24. So <laughs> here's a letter. Whew. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, if it was even 17, for sure you would have got <laughs> right. that Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah. If only. I re- My hands are tied. I-, I really wished you did. Yeah. I wish I could do something about it. I do 
order them and create them and distribute them. But I wish. (laughs) Sincerely, the giver outer of every one of these awards. Yes. It's weird. It's like you read it. It's like you did research. (laughs) So his Navy buddies were really upset about it. They knew how brave he had been and that they were all alive because of him and because of his bravery. In an interview, French said that he was like lucky to not be injured that day so he tied a rope around his waist and started swimming and in a quote from an interview he later gave he said um when quote when one of them sharks touched my feet i just froze and tried to surface and float and get my feet out of the water so the sharks were touching him the sharks have you ever had like a a piece of weed in a river touch your (laughs) your feet Like, you're out of that river so fast. You know it's a shark? What? I've accidentally touched the bottom of a pool. And this doesn't taste like a Congressional Medal of Honor winner. (laughs) We don't even mess with these guys. Right. He also said that when they were finally picked up, the wounded men were taken to, like, a hospital camp. And the other guys, him included, were taken to a rest camp. And he said in the interview, and I quote... They came up with some of that race shit. I was told you can go over there where the colored boys stay. But then his friends were like, um, I don't think so. He's not going anywhere. He's a member of the Gregory's crew and he's going to stay here with the rest of us. And then they said anybody who tries to take him anywhere had better be ready to go general quarters with all of us. Which means Ooh. get ready to fight. I looked it up. I was say you 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 have been the queen of uh, of antiquity fighting so far. It was <laughs> Abraham yes. Lincoln saying he was the big buck of this lick, and now it's if anyone wants to get general quarters in this, right? <laughs> don't be tardy. I'll get general quarters with the big buck of this lick. I don't care. Bring yeah. it. Who wants to get their horns wet? Who doesn't? Um. He was the subject of a comic strip. Uh, The Chicago Defender, which was a newspaper, uh, named him Hero of the Year. And it is absolutely disgusting to me that he was subjected to such racism. Not just me. I know. I know. It's not just me. Um, But I am glad that he got to see his crewmates stick up for him and not be racist jerks. And that he was honored in some avenues. And that... um, I could find the story to talk about today because that is absolutely amazing. I won't even go in the ocean past like my ankles. That's it. Thank you for the heroism of Charles Jackson French. <laughs>